This show is presented by Manscaped. Manscaped, Steve. Yeah. Hands sure. up in the air for Manscaped. That's what you were doing. You were rooting on Manscaped. I was in the middle of a legendary stretch. About Manscaped. Yeah. Right? You ever have someone tickle you in the middle of a stretch? Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> it wrecks the stretch. Punch him right in the... A absolutely. How dare you? Anyway, yeah. manscaped.com slash dangle to receive 20% off your next purchase and free shipping. Let's do it. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? The Steve Dangle Podcast with your host, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Hello, gentlemen. Hi. How's Welcome everybody? back. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Sicky. Oh, man. What a time. What a time. Um, we'll talk. We can talk about that later. We, we don't need to do that. I heard you guys did 10 minutes on Brandstrom. Uh, Eric Brandstrom. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That was the first kid's table episode. <laughs> Somebody messaged me and was like, can you please get back? He <laughs> 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 did an AMA. He did an AMA on our Ottawa Senators. Oh, yeah. on your Ottawa Senators. That's right. No, yeah. on, on our oh, on Reddit. Oh, oh our, our, our slash. You did? You see. Eric Brandstrom did. Oh, he did. Yes. Okay. That's why we were talking Who's about Who's on him. first? This, this is, is good. This is, this is an awful start. You know what? I think it's Holy a great start. Yeah, it can't be worse sick. than ten minutes on Grand. Wow. Don't get sick again. <laughs> Fuck off. You guys are just feeling a little insecure about your ten minutes on Brandstrom. That's think, what it is. You know what? They're I projecting. Think, I think we did a great job. Um, yeah. We do want to talk about this though. Uh, this goes back to my long-standing hate of the that one clip of Merrick Malik <laughs> and that stupid penalty shot that they played forever and ever. And he's like, you know, he's like a. He's like a tree. He's like one of the Ents from Lord of the Rings taking a penalty shot. And he actually has some, some dangles and scores. But the thing is, the goal's awesome. It's just the replaying of it. And the, the people just falling out of the aisles and jumping into freezing cold lakes in shock every time that that clip plays, despite the fact that you've all seen it 10,000 times drives For me crazy. two decades, it was the number one highlight on TSA. I know. I, like, and I'm like, on it, you, I know everybody's seen this, right? We're, we're, it's not that exciting anymore. I look at the reaction to the Merrick Malik shootout goal the way I look at old footage of girls screaming at the beat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and the reason they're doing that is because they had never seen something like that before. Right. In their lives. So they couldn't handle it but to scream. <laughs> Losing it. That's exactly what it's like. Yes. Yes. And the footage looks just about as old. That, that it does actually. It starts to look dated from man. the far off year of two thousand and five. It's crazy how how much TV pictures have gotten better, isn't they it? Saw, uh, they saw hips gyrate once, <laughs> and they thought we cannot fathom going back. This is where society is now. It is full steam ahead. Ed Sullivan will never recover from this. I think I'm very slowly transitioning into young Elvis from the Beatles. Anyway, but you so didn't see what I mean. I did. Just, just, so Jesse. Yes. <laughs> Jesse. Yes. <laughs> um, can you tell us about the, the Merrick Malik bet? Yeah. So Michael said he needed to get a jersey. Uh, he want, he's getting a new jersey, a New York Rangers jersey. And then he asked us what he should get on the back. Steve and I said the most funniest thing you can do in the world is get a Merrick Malik jersey. And Michael, he did it. Oh. So on the screen right now, if you're watching, you'll see Michael in his New York Rangers jersey. He is doing the Merrick Malik pose. Yes. It is glorious. Michael wrote, in all of his glory, Merrick Malik, if it makes any difference, Adam Wilde, you're not the first person I've disappointed. Jesse Blake and Steve Dangle, I request the highest of fives. Your turn. Michael Adam, remind me your jersey size. Medium? <laughs> Definitely medium. Michael, Man. are you a rock climber? I yo, he, can we can we just get a zoom in on his, yeah. his guns? Michael. I think you should do more curls, bro. Holy. Your biceps are fucking booming. Yeah. yeah, but look at his hands and forearm though. That's a rock climber. Jesus. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, the forearm. That, yeah, that's right? not some guy just doing it in the gym. He's no. using that. Yeah. Those are active, active muscles. Those, those muscles could go between the legs and <laughs> snipe on Olaf Kolzig. In the shootout, yeah. he's the, he's the, he's like he, he he could go to a Rangers game and then fly home based on those things. Those are huge. Those fucking wings. Oh, what is that, what Jesse is this? Blake? What, what is, is this? that? What's in what my is hand this? right now? It's a New York Rangers jersey. What did you get? Statue of Liberty. Did you get yourself a Rangers retro? jersey? No, Michael. I'm here to support you. Wow. Hey, what? did you get Merrick Malik? Who's on, the back? on it though? 
Who's on it though? This man. Michael, you wouldn't know this. Boo. Getting a custom jersey takes 800 weeks. It and does. I couldn't get it in time. Even my Andre Palat one, which was like the iron-on version from the NHL store, which is still $800 million, <laughs> uh, that took like six weeks to show up. You know what? <clears throat> That's good stuff. I, I, is, if it's I knew you were bringing jersey. this, I would have brought my Leafs reverse retro. Oh, yeah? Because I, ju- I just got one. The new one? Yeah, but I got the Salming patch that I got to put on it, and I was thinking about putting a name. What, what name? I don't know. I don't know what name. Maybe that's the... If the it's not one. Dryden Hunt. Dryden Hunt! That's right. Number same 20. jersey. Here we go. Um, Jess, oh, that Jesse, looks great. That is, right? uh, it's a spectacular jersey. It's a great. You know what? Great reverse retro. Maybe they should win the cup. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to be wearing this jersey when they lift it. <laughs> maybe maybe they should lift the cup. The cup is the same color as the Statue and of Liberty. And Steve, you don't know this, what? but Adam's in on this. I am? Take off your pants. No, I actually. Yeah, no, no, it's not. No, no, no. I'm just wearing my typical jockey underwear, my friend. Don't worry. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, what, what, what would be worse, the jockey underwear or the medium uh, Aaron Andrews collection again? The uh, jockey underwear, because that's now it's just a man in his underwear. I don't know. Okay, man, she ain't what she used to be. Ain't what she used to be. Remember <laughs> from The Simpsons? You don't know that. I don't know that that one. No, no that's no. that's one of the Sideshow Bob episodes. No, Krusty right. the Clown. Let's, let's move on. Um, I just sent you a text. I want you to bring <laughs> okay. up this board. This is something from Bar Down. Um, but okay. there's a reason I'm bringing up something from Bar Down. Um, and it has to do with a <laughs> listener question. Um, okay. So it's it's an important listener question. Okay. <laughs> so just. Just, just bear with me on this one. It's important. Okay. Now, Bar Down is the king of, um, it's lunchtime. I got nothing to do, so I'm going to check out my Instagram. And, oh, here's Jesse Pollock uh, walking around in hockey tape only, which is a hilarious bit, by the way. I don't even know how they thought of that. No one is more willing to do absolutely fucking anything than Jesse That guy, Pollock. yeah, it's crazy. And then, uh, and then, like, I'm just going to go to the store and buy the most equipment, uh, most expensive equipment I can buy. Yep. Uh, but, but also, they're really good about, like, engaging your boomer dad uh about like you know stuff like this so if you can bring back one player for one game who would it be any player that played in the nhl now i want to know what your names are or what the names you give are before i get to the listener question because it's a great question so i get to bring back any player one game is there any parameters on this like what are we talking about bar down bar down that's the parameter Based on BS. Based on, based so, on to what, what? To what team? Wh- for whatever what you game. want. Let's, it, it can be anything you want. Any, any position. Any position. I mean, surely Wayne Gretzky. Okay, for Maybe. hockey. For hockey. For the, for the Oilers? Or the Rangers? Or the Kings? Or the Blues? 215 point Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, which is not 92 goal Wayne Gretzky. So maybe I should go with 92 goal Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Let's go with that. For who? You want him to the Oilers? You want him that level? Yeah. Okay. You want to see him play with McDavid? I like yeah. that. Oh, wait. So, wait, 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 wait. I may have misunderstood the parameters. Mm-hmm. So, they come back and they have to play for the team that they were on. Not necessarily. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> then I want Wayne Gretzky on the current Leafs. Okay, great. Cool. There you that's go. cool. What, okay. What? <laughs> is this the game? Well, that's, uh, that's the parameters that Bardown provided. Trust me, this is going someplace. <laughs> so, tell me, tell me, Jesse, what's your answer? Ah, uh, you know, as a big Rangers fan, I would probably probably pick a great Ranger, but I think I'm going to go with Pavel Bure. He was not a great Ranger. He was not, <laughs> but he was a New York Ranger yeah. for two seasons. And Pavel Bure pre-injury was pretty amazing. I'm going to bring back the Florida Panthers, 99-2000 Pavel Bure, who scored 58 goals in 74 games. In the dead puck era. That's so ridiculous. 58 in 74 ridiculous insane that's that's the player i want back yeah i don't blame you yeah how many games did he play 82 in total no no no. total in his career <laughs> 702 we're so robbed of pavel burry i know oh my god it's like him and bobby Orr, right just yeah. completely robbed him forsberg lindros yeah yeah um so our our our, uh, our guy zach messaged me with this and he said listen if the answer is to this question is anything other than Mike Medano. Are you a bad hockey fan? Interesting. Let's because, hear it. Because, 
and Red and Wings think, Mike Medano. No, Red Wings Mike Medano. Oh, because he was at fourteen hundred ninety nine games. If you pick oh. any other player than Mike Medano, oh. are you a bad person? My heart. I was kidding, but he's right, isn't he? Oh my, Zach's goodness. right. I gotta think when the Stars brought him back for him to retire as a star, they thought about it. Put him out for one. Why shift. can't they do that? I don't know why they don't they do that. Could've. He, now he'd have to unretire. Yes. Like, that'd be something. No, well, now he's like, how old is Mike Medano? He's probably, he's probably in his late 40s. <laughs> he did not retire recently. No. no. That was a while ago now. <laughs> no, I think 2011. Mike Medano is 52. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. That, that ship has sailed. Yeah. But if at the time you had to do it. You could have done it. You, you got to say, screw Mike Babcock and fucking do it. That yeah. is a great friggin' answer. See, that's a smart person, though. Yeah, that was like, Zach. With his smart person yeah. answer. Anyway, I just thought I wanted to highlight Zach because I, you know, when I was in my flu laden haze, <laughs> it was like, oh, wow, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. We should just bring back everybody that ba- Babcock screwed. So we're bringing back Jason Spezza for the home opener in Toronto. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, so, and to get him to a thousand points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly. He felt, honestly. He yeah. felt just short. Um, okay. So I want to read you this stat before we get into the Leafs just here. Just play him on the top power play unit until it goes. Kevin Papetti. Yeah. Stats this season. Murray and Samsonov. Uh, 25 games played, 927 combined save percentage. Gross. Great. Hilarious. Campbell and Mrazek. 26 games played this year. Combined save percentage of 874. Wow! <laughs> now, 874. I'm trying to think. There's a leave goalie in recent memory who had an 874 and they were unusable. I want to say it was backup Andrew Raycroft. Like back up to Vesatos. Oh, that could that would usable. Yeah. yeah. To be fair to Morazic, he doesn't play for a hockey team. No. No, he no, doesn't. That's, uh, that's not an But NHL even when team. he did, he didn't play hockey for that's, the yeah. team that could play hockey. Um, Man, there were someone sent me a clip of him recently and it brought back something that I had forgotten. I gave Morazic last year a criticism that I've never given any goalie ever. He doesn't know where his net is. He he legitimately has no idea where his goalposts are at any given moment. And on the Blackhawks, it's just gotten worse because they get shelled every friggin' night. Wow. They stink, man. Yeah, they do stink. They're brutal. And some nights he's their best player. I don't know what you do about that other than watch <laughs> a lot of Regina Pats games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you there, do about that. Yo, I, I, I watched... Uh, and we we're going to talk a little bit about Chicago later, but I watched um, I watched some sort of highlight, and I, I forget who they lost to this weekend. Chicago? But yeah, Chicago. But somebody did like the NHL 2012 cross crease pass, and yeah. but it was like Morazic was playing goalie, but it was an actual guy playing as Morazic, and he just kept sliding, like he just oh, I know. he slid, and then he kept sliding, and then the and then it was a wide open net. Because I was who like, cares where your net is? It doesn't it doesn't matter. It and has no idea. And that was the thing watching him last year. You said that all the time. He had no idea. No idea where the net is. Like, no idea. Like, the amount of times he was in great position for where he thought the net was. Right. <laughs> oh, and it, the, and the guy shoots it, and it whizzed by me, but that's going wide. Why would he shoot it there? Oh, it's in the net. Because I have no idea where the fuck it is. Uh, last year's duo has allowed 50 more goals on 104 more shots. Say that again. Last year's duo compared to this year's duo for Leafs goalies has allowed 50 more goals on 104 more shots. Holy shit. Yes. That's, that's also part of, of the Kevin Papetti tweet. That is the same tweet, by the way. The first part and the second part, same tweet. That's so a good tweet. basically, if this year's jugger... Oh, I almost said it. Yeah. Ah, uh, I didn't say the third syllable. I'm not CJ. This year's extremely go for the jugular. good. Go for the jugular. Right. Third place in the NHL still, I think. I think so. Leafs, if they had that goaltending, would be like in the Connor Bedard sweepstake. Potentially. They'd be better. Dude, if they allowed 50 more goals. They have better team defense year, than they Chicago. They had awful goaltending. Not 874. It was pretty bad. It was, it was wasn't pretty it, it bad. Was below it, 900. it was below 900 yeah. outside of every month outside, so the, outside of the first two months of the year. There's a, <laughs> there's a big difference between 870 and 890. 890 sure. is bad. 870 is no shot. Mm-hmm. 
No shot. But like you you're winning three out of every ten games max. They wouldn't keep playing the guys. You know, it's not you. you know, we're no, not just know. we're not taking that exact goaltending and placing it in the team. We'd know? be like, uh, let's try Keith Petruzzelli. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's playing tonight. Yeah, right. they would they would go as many goalies deep as they needed mm-hmm. to. Jack Jack yeah. Campbell and the Edmonton Oilers have a problem though, because they just re up Stuart Skinner, but you you paid Jack Campbell a bunch of money to come and be the starter. Like, I, I get that you got two goalies and it's good, but how are you committing that much money to a guy you're just going to bench? It's the, only good if they're both goalies are good, right? The, the Oilers are taking a lot of abuse today because they're not where they ought to be. Um, but bad decisions should not prevent you from making good ones. Mm. And I think the Stuart Skinner extension is really good because uh, it's a really good goalie. Problem is... <laughs> You got four more years of, you have four and a half more years of Jack Campbell. Right. He's not even, we're not even halfway through the first Jack Campbell season. Well, and I I don't even know, I mean, listen, Jack is what he is as a goalie. And we all know, like you've seen his post games forever in Toronto and and, and LA. I'm sure you saw a little bit of it. When, When he gets down on himself, he gets really down on himself. And if I were working with him, I would be like, we need to do something about that. That is not going to help you. It Down talking yourself to the point that he does publicly, you can only imagine what he says behind the scenes. It's not oh, going to help. It should have been a red flag. Um, you know, maybe I'm overthinking this and maybe it's just that their defense is terrible because it is. It is terrible. And mm-hmm. They allow a lot of high danger chances. And they do. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a tough market. Tough, tough market. And I know he came from Toronto. Toronto, I feel, is a little different because we come from a long line of worshiping goaltenders, Mm -hmm. actually. So if you have several good games, you can have a bad month, honestly, because we'll remember the good ones. Well, and also we don't, we have this anathema of criticizing any goaltending here. Like Freddie Anderson got very little criticism while he was here, ever. Even in those playoff series where he was garbage. Because for the first two years of his Leafs career... He was unbelievable he, during the regular season. He kept the team afloat. Yes. No question. But right? then, but then, like, you know, when, when he came back, it was literally unplayable. The Toronto media was still like, well, maybe they'll dress him in the playoffs. There's you're like, like, no, Jack Campbell's going to start in the playoffs. There's almost <laughs> like a plus minus of criticism. Yes. Like, okay. A bank. He, yeah, a bank. There's equity, right? Like, he, did, he had two good years... Of being good. And they were stellar. So he needs to be bad for at least the next two years before we talk about how he's bad now. Right, right. But, that you know, Jack started in the minus in Edmonton and it hasn't, it hasn't been better. He'll have three goals in this first period. And won the game, by the way. But I think the, the thing about Jack Campbell and the way he's played, the real blame actually should be placed at the foot of one person. And that's Jesse Pugliarvi. I agree <laughs> that it is clearly his mm, fault. Yes. And uh, and if you read, did you guys see the Mark Spector tweet last night? Pugliarvi and McDavid's, uh, uh, no. they tried to, they, their dads tried to high five and they missed. And he's like, oh, it's just like on ice. They have no chemistry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a Why? Real, real tweet. I, Why would he say uh, shit like that? I think he's making a joke in his mind. So <laughs> it was dark. Oh, it was dark. It was really dark. Uh. I, don't, I don't have to be honest with you. I thought, oh. It's a little, it's cutting it a little close there, Marcus. But anyway, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a trying time in Edmonton. And obviously Mark I'll Spector's have, article I'll have today. i to refer to a true pro. Um, Mark Spector's article today is, is making a lot of, uh, making the rounds. And I can kind of read of a little bit of it to you. Um, this is how he starts. And I, and you know, he knows, he knows he's going to get you. He says somehow Ken Holland well, can't show that meme. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Uh, somehow Ken Holland's kitchen just keeps getting hotter and hotter. Is it because of social media where hockey fans can find an echo chamber that strengthens a belief, whether that belief has merit in the real world or not? Or is it access to information with sites like Natural Stat Trick and Money Puck that arm hockey fans with information today that did not exist a decade ago? Fans are smarter now than the local GM and surely wiser than hockey writers. Um, so it, it was... It's just, uh, you know, he's, <laughs> it was what I, I guess, I guess Mark woke up and chose violence, man. He's just, I'm going to shoot at everybody today. Uh, but it was a, uh, it, it's, it's quite the situation happening at Edmonton. I didn't Isn't see us it going always? this way. It is. It's never not. They could be in first or last. The, so th- this is what it always is. The crux of the article though, is that like Ken Holland saying like, listen, there aren't a lot of trades happening right now. There's not much I can do. And I, he's been saying that for three uh, years. Yeah. That's the problem. He's been saying that since pre COVID. He in the moment right now, he might be correct, but 
don't let that take away from the fact that you know he didn't strengthen his team at the blue line a couple uh, a couple playoffs ago. Yeah. And then before that, blew two second rounders on Andreas Athanasiu, you got three games out of him. Mike, bought Mike Green. Mike Green retired, didn't replace them, and just lost them in free agency or he, retirement. He he took hard long term lessons from a short term once in a lifetime event. You know what I mean? Tell me about it. We he okay. So he spent the two seconds on Andreas Athanasiu. Was Andreas Athanasiu ever going to be a good Oiler? No. I don't think so. It's pretty clear that wasn't a fit, but he spent assets on a guy who he has, knew he knew from Detroit, right? Yeah. Who, who he knew from Detroit. He's got speed to burn. Um, should have had another dozen games or so to gel with that lineup. People forget before the playoffs even began. Mike Green in the very small sample that the Oilers had appeared to be a good fit appeared like this was going to work and then the world shut down and he got nothing for those assets and rather than go well damn this is a shit once happens. in a lifetime thing shit happens he went you know what fuck this i'm never ruined spent a first on andre kasha he played like 10 games mm -hmm. for them and they weren't like, oh, well, let's never get anyone ever again. No, they go out and do it again the next death. No, they go out and get it. And yeah. Yeah. And now and look at them. Evander Kane being out doesn't help either. Obviously, like they would have expected that the lineup would be a little bit more balanced. But again, offense isn't the problem. They'd still be winning games the same way. Uh, I think they're having a harder time scoring their way out of problems. The problems would still be there. Right. Um, Evander Kane returning will make it easier to outscore their problems. And that that could get you to the final four mm -hmm. right we saw it last year it could right. get you to the final four but um they that that back end is a world of hurt um speaking of uh defense the leafs have a depleted decor now erasmus sandin is i guess being reevaluated today leafs had a strong game last night but i want to start start with him because they were able to hold at one point the shots were 25 to 5 they were able saw, to lock down the Tampa Bay Lightning with five defensemen. I think I think when the Lightning scored their first goal, that shot made it 30 to 10. Wow. <laughs> the Leafs kicked them up and down the ice. And the only reason the third period was somewhat even, you could argue, is the Leafs were down to five guys. <clears throat> what on, I couldn't figure out was like okay, so the Leafs had a bad couple of games, whatever. I'm like you, you toss that in the bin, you move on. Mm -hmm. But what I couldn't figure out was, was Tampa having a bad game or were the Leafs that good? The Leafs look real crisp. They did. Yeah. I, th I thought it was more <laughs> the Leafs playing well than... <sighs> Tampa played normal. They played normal. They played normal. They rarely play normal. It's very weird. So this was a game that we highlighted on the schedule. And I said a couple times, I'm like, I wonder which version of the Leafs we're going to get. Because they've been so good for a month, over a month. Then they have a pretty pedestrian game against the Rangers. Then probably easily their worst game in a month against the Caps. Mm -hmm. I thought, other than maybe fifteen minutes in the second period, it's probably the, the game worst. they lost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wasn't very good. But like they lost and deserved to lose, right? Um, so I'm like, okay, there's two games left before Christmas. Do they go? You know what? Let's just get to the holiday. Let's just get there. Or do they say, you know what? It's Tampa. Let's empty the tank. The Leafs emptied the tank. The lightning gave me the impression they were just sort of getting to Christmas. Um, and now the Leafs have one more game left. Tampa probably has one more game left. They, they're facing Detroit tonight. That's right. Back to back mm -hmm. with travel. Fun. Oh, yeah. always fun. Always good. Um, I, I have to I, say Vasilevsky looked very much in it. Oh, because he had to be. I just he was unreal. I don't think his team uh, matched his effort, and just the Leafs were more methodical than the Lightning were. I did, I did like the minutia though, the little things. The Leafs get the empty netter to make it three one, and what does John Cooper do? Hips it keeps Vasilevsky out. He pulls him again. No, no, we're gonna crack these guys. We're we're gonna show them that we're here. We're gonna try to. Make them feel worse about themselves by 
maybe getting one and having that little human chill crawl up their spine. No, William Nylander didn't let that happen. So that makes me go, well, they were engaged. It's just, they got picked apart. We've seen Tampa play bad games against the Leafs in Toronto. They lost game one, five, nothing last year, mm. you know? So I don't know why, why shouldn't we believe the evidence of our eyes and ears that the Leafs were the better team? I, uh, I thought I, every time I see Vasilevsky play, I don't even know why, but I, I think of Jesse. Uh, Why's that? I don't know, but I, I <laughs> think there was taller. Well, not not even that. I think there was something that just Jesse. Wild. I know you're a big Vassy fan. I am, um, and I think that might be it. But it was mm-hmm. something that you said probably somewhere last year during the podcast. You know, that's 140 episodes ago, and I can't remember. But I can I can tell you that that um, I when I saw Tavares break in and hold. And then Vasilevsky held, and then Tavares held, and then Vasilevsky held. Holds it, and holds you, it, holds it. And, and, and he literally just, Vasilevsky just said, I'm going to hang on longer than you. Yeah. Yeah. And what was amazing about it, when they played the replay, was when he had his legs stretched out, his, his fucking gigantic trapping mitt oh, I know. was mm-hmm. out as far as his toe the entire way. There's no way, I mean... I don't think there was an angle where Tavares could have got that puck up and in the net. He could have got it up and over the net. Yeah. No question. But I don't think that there was any part of that net that would have been available because no. of the, uh, the There closeness. was no angle for him on his backhand to get it right over the pad. Right. Like he, was, he was screwed in that situation because it was a great goal. That it was play. fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, that I'm like, ep- I bet Jesse's just loving this right now. <laughs> you ever see that episode of Mythbusters where they uh, try to penetrate like medieval chain mail? That's what Andre Vasilevsky just looks like in life. No. I don't watch Mythbusters. Well, you should. Oh. Should because I? they do ridiculous things where they're like, Let's That seems like to- a Steve show. Yeah. That's a Steve I, show I, for I watched sure. Mythbusters when I was like 16. Yeah. No. Like, haven't they run out of myths? There's yeah. a lot of myths. Like, that show's not going anywhere. I'm tired. Like, hey, they don't, they don't we're going to see if a bunch of stuff can withstand a cannon blast. Do you want to see that shit? My and there I am with a mustard one. stain on my shirt. Like, yeah, I do. My favorite <laughs> one they ever did was, is it actually more efficient to run through the rain will you be less wet as opposed to just walking through it what was the conclusion i think it's the you get the same amount of rain on you whether you try to run through it or you just walk through it oh i think if i remember correctly the the myth was busted that it's quicker to run through the rain that is fascinating yeah well i'll look it up to make sure when i'm raining or where when it's raining and you're and I'm driving when and I want to and I want to clean off the car. Uh-huh. You know, you go five, ten kilometers faster. Uh, you go? Well, no, that's what you do. Clean. If you're in a convertible, yeah. speed up. Speed up? It's it's it I mean people are gonna be like, that's unsafe. And it is. But if you're if you're in a convertible Assuming you're doing the speed limit. Yeah. Um <laughs> you the whole thing is if you can get up to a certain speed, the water hits the windshield at such a way that you're you're gonna be you're you're literally not gonna get wet. Oh, so that, yeah. So if you're in a convertible and the convertible's down and you're already going fast, you you don't stop to put the convertible thing up. Just keep going, keep driving. So like, if you're That's on the terrible highway, advice, it's terrible. I, it honestly, so it happened to me once in my in my old Mustang, which you, is you sort of a pig. <laughs> like it's just this big rumbling boat of a car. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, I was like not going to stop and try to wait for that fifty year old piece of shit. You know, yeah. Thing to get the the rag top to get back up over it, so um, it did sort of work for me. But I hear that works in actual like high performance cars that are you know you can oh. speed up and stay dry. Anyway, so Andre Vasilevsky is really good. Can yeah. I read the Mythbusters conclusion? There you yes. go. Let's do it. All right. So this was season the finale of season four in twenty fourteen. I think it is. Uh, is it better to walk or run in the rain? The pair simulated a rainstorm and discovered that walking was better. However, when they revisited the experiment in real rain, they found out that it was better to run. Either way, you still get wet. So I think their conclusion was that either way, it doesn't help you they to didn't run. Mu- they didn't bust any myths, man. Well, the myth is that you should run to get where you're going, so it would be less wet. But they've proven that I think walking and running, you get the same amount of wet. Guys. <laughs> upsetting 
Steve brought up Mythbusters, and now I'm, I'm upset. I'm they down gave, a hole. They just said, basically, do whatever you want. You're getting wet. That does not. <laughs> that's not busting myths. Me Tell me what it is. Mythbusters was relevant to the story, uh, and then you started talking about rain. Jesse. You. I was talking about medieval chainmail. You jogged my memory about a show I used to watch ten years ago, and it was fascinating. Now we just talk about all the viral videos. Yeah, that right, about every so Tampa, Tampa Bay Lightning, rain, lightning, wrapped it up. I there there it go. is. History. Um, sticking history. Um, <laughs> Michael Bunting uh, got a pretty nasty slash from Nikita Kucherov. Listen, if, if it you're... It was uh, Mikhail Sergachev. Oh, Sergachev, sorry. Yeah, no, Kucherov's the guy who tried to break his spine. It's right, different. that's the different one, right. Yeah. Listen, if, if, if Kucherov hasn't tried to kill you, you're not a very good NHL player. No, he, he, if you're if you're a very good NHL player, he's tried to kill you. D- that dude is going to find like a, an exposed human spine oh, under shit. his Christmas tree. It's his favorite thing. <laughs> his <laughs> favorite thing in the world is trying to bend those things into an oblong capital letter Z. Yep. He just he loves actually trying to break player spines. He wants your spine to look like the lightning on his crest. Just That's that it. Bend. That's, That's it. all the spots Nikita's hit you. Yeah, he, they gave him his first lightning jersey and he went, I got it. And they went, what? <laughs> Put him on the top line. He's crazy. I like him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then the, I guess the whole thing was, and I don't know if we want to, we can't really run the video of it, but we could, I guess, Ex- show. Explain what, after I texted you how upset I was at oh. the referee. Dan uh, Kelly? Dan Kelly. Dan Kelly pushing. Linesman. Linesman. Everyone has seen this footage. Yeah, so Linesman pushes Michael Bunting out of the rink into the dressing room, (laughs) essentially. (laughs) Yeah. I texted you, and then you text us back some information about Mr. Kelly. Yeah, so Dan Kelly uh, is not a popular figure. Uh, NHL Linesman Dan Kelly is not a popular figure for Toronto Marlies fans. And the reason for that is in May of, I believe it was 2016, the Marlies were in the middle of a pretty nasty playoff run uh, in a nasty series against the Albany Devils. Dan Kelly was on the Albany Devils. Andreas Janssen is going one way. He's going the other. And he goes to lay what should be a clean and devastating hit, but is instead pretty exclusively to Andreas Janssen's head. Knocks him out completely cold. And William Nylander was on the ice for both incidents he was on the ice for andreas johnson getting knocked out and for this so he'd be like oh hey it's you again um yeah jesse's got it up right here it's so bad like it's directly to the head this kept johnson out of the nhl for an additional year yes um he should have he was gonna challenge to make the leafs that year or at very least be a call-up um when he returned to the American Hockey League the next year, he was not the same player. It took him months uh, to get his game back. If I remember the story correct, he wasn't even able to fly home to Sweden for a while because he was still under evaluation for so long. Like this happened in May, right? So it was yep. late, late, late into the hockey season. So anyway. And you're telling me this guy is in charge of calling the rules. He, well, he's a linesman now. So, and he's a linesman who, and I never saw anyone confirm this, but he would have very likely played against Michael Bunting during his AHL career because they had two years worth of overlap. Um, anyway, all that to say, listen, this is information that is real. Readily available. I'm not, it's readily available. I'm not making anything up and let's pretend none of that ever happened. It wouldn't be okay for him to do what he did to Michael Bunting. Which was basically try to push him off the ice. Yeah, yeah. and people were like, well, the Leafs had a one-man advantage, which they did at the time. The Leafs had a power play. And he was just trying to get him off the ice. That's j- simply not what happened, guys. You can't put and your hands on a player. Well, you can grab them. You, 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 can, you can put your hands on their jerseys and take them away from a situation. Yes, we see that all the time. See yes. that all the time. You, but Bunting is very clearly like his body is docile. His mouth is never docile. That's Michael Bunting. <laughs> so he's he's yapping away, but his body is docile. He's not. He, he's going the direction the uh, that Dan Kelly wants him to go. He's not trying to get past him or get involved in the situation. His team is the lead. They have a power play. He's trying to go to the. 
dressing room or whatever. It doesn't matter. Kelly gives him this big shove off the ice that <coughs> far exceeds anything an official should be doing. And Bunting almost falls backwards. And you see like this look of surprise on his face. And you see him say, what the fuck are you doing? And, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say the quote is, what the fuck was that? Uh, yeah. what no, the doing? what the fuck was that comes after Bunting slightly regains his balance and Kelly pushes him again. Yeah. yeah. Just in case you were like, did he just fucking push me? He pushes him again. And Bunting goes, what the fuck are you doing? That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just starts picking up a conversation with someone else skating by, mm -hmm. which is Michael Bunting to a T. It's hilarious. He doesn't stop. He now, doesn't stop talking. But like when I say you can't put hands on a player like that, that's what I mean. You can't, when the player isn't engaged in something that's illegal, like fighting, um, and they're scrapping with another player, and you're not doing anything in the purpose of uh, policing the game, you can't go around pushing people. Yeah, like, I think we all agree that officials and, and linesmen and whatever when there's a scrum when there's a fight at some point they got to get involved if you will involved this far exceeds that it far exceeds that and uh i don't think he should be in jail or in prison <laughs> or fired i i saw some people saying he should be fired but i gotta say much. he should be reprimanded in some way if Bunting did to Kelly what Kelly did to him, Bunting be you why are you rolling your eyes? <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't work in the same way because I, I don't think they're on equal footing. Well, we know, yeah. You know? Bunting wasn't on equal footing when he got shoved the second time. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Hey. I don't I don't think it's the same. Like I don't I think there needs to be a certain amount of respect towards the officials uh I agree. in in uh, by the players, like yeah. just for the game to work, they need to respect the officials as the pe people in charge. Mm -hmm. But the official needs to have some sort of punishment for doing that because you can't yeah. be doing that. To, you can't have referees doing that to players. I think I think we actually saw how much restraint Michael Bunting Mm -hmm. is capable of they're like you see it doesn't even occur to him to and and this by the way is why i don't buy yeah well kelly's a former player he played pretty recently so that's just the former player coming out it never even occurred to bunting to engage dan kelly in any way mm -hmm. in any physical shape or form so bunting played it great after the game he goes emotions are high it happens I hope that's how Keith plays it. I hope that's how Dubas plays it. I hope that's how Shanahan plays it publicly and behind the scenes. Because I don't, the, the we already know what their reputation is behind the scenes. They're whiners, they're soft, bunch of bleeding hearts, whatever. The officials need to take care of their own here on this one. He's going to get a talking to from Stephen Wacom. Um, I don't know what the precedent is for punishment because there hasn't been, and this is from scouting the refs. This was incredible. An NHL official has not been publicly reprimanded since 1995. Wow. Um, I don't remember what that incident was. I was seven. Um, what you're not counting the one last season, uh, the hot mic. And then they didn't, what's Tim the, Peel, Tim Peel. They didn't know two years to ago. Ref, yeah. Even then he wasn't officially, no, they just took him off games. He was going to retire. They took him off games. Mm -hmm. like, he wasn't... We don't count that? No. It's like taking someone off the schedule at work. Like, you're like, not, you're not fired. They're just taking you off. Dude, <laughs> you got no you, more shifts. Yeah, you just, you just don't get any more shifts, yeah. right? There was another guy, a uh, French-Canadian guy, I forget his name, but he went up to Burrow, Alexander Burroughs, before a game, and he was mad that Burroughs made him look like a fool the game before with some sort of embellishment. Which, like, is just, that's just a, a day that ends in Y for Alexander Burroughs. But he came up to him before the game, and he essentially said, you made me look like a fool, and I'm going to hammer you all night. And Burroughs got, like, three or four minor penalties. Not a single one of them was a penalty. Like, it was, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. We know behind the scenes they'll take playoff games away from you. 
Um, but we don't know what the actual reprimand is. Do you re- do you guys remember when Dennis Wideman ran into a referee and got suspended for I think it was like twenty games? Yes, and Calgary became the most penalized team in the league and, the next year. And yep. then the Calgary Flames are still complaining about that to this day about how referees call well, more penalties they're a gang. on them because the referees were like one of your guys a couple years ago ran into one of ours. Their team, which by the way, refs is, is not true. Refs are the thirty third NHL true. team, guys. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think so, look at the Calgary penalty numbers after the Weidman hit. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, there's there's substantial stats and evidence that the referees ganged up on the Calgary Flames and, and yeah. so because it's of not, that incident. It's, 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 not, not, it's not up for debate. It happened. No, it, it's it not happened. still true. Um, they still complain about it. They that still complain a, about that it. That is a thing. I did look this up after Daryl Sutter's comments. It's not still true. Mm-hmm. But, but they complain. <laughs> no, it, what... what actually made it uh, more stark if I remember the stats correctly. The Flames were, had like one of the best penalty differentials in the NHL. That incident with Dennis Weidman happened, which travesty. Uh, they're like far and away the most penalized team in the league. Then they complained about it and then it went like right back to normal. Mm-hmm. So like you can't tell me this is... You can't tell me it wouldn't be a bad time for the Leafs if Bunting, Keefe, Dubas, or Shanahan publicly or privately said anything. You can't tell me it would go their way. Which no, is, it's not going to help. No. <laughs> but they'd be right if they said Doesn't something. Matter. But they can't. That's Doesn't a, matter. That is an awful situation. Well, and, and oh, I, I know. I think the problem too, Jesse, That's to that terrible. point is, is the, way, uh, the way things are run. It's sort of like, keep it all in. Don't let the public know. And, you know, and that's that comes from head office and we won't go there. But I'm just saying yeah. it's it is sort of the way they the, the NHL runs things. Yeah. And guys make mistakes. Mistakes are fine. Yeah. He, like, he made a mistake that I'm not saying he needs to be suspended for that, but you should have like a, it'd be nice to have a public statement like, hey, we don't expect that. And he's been talked to and it won't happen again. Even an apology would would be adequate because of how unbelievably rare that is yeah i don't i would like some acknowledgement acknowledgement even let us know that you know this happened and it shouldn't happen can you at least acknowledge this is bad right and shouldn't happen all i want here just acknowledge it's bad don't need to suspend him don't need to put him in jail just acknowledge i don't want to take any any money off his paycheck i don't want to take any food off his plate no just apologize like apology. don't even say sorry just let me know you know what happened. Yeah, like even that much. Yeah, because last night he he did something and it was amazingly easy. There there was a um a borderline icing call, mm-hmm. and he would have been right to call icing based under the new hybrid rules. But mid call, Vasilevsky leaves his net to play the puck. Yes. And he goes, oh, shit. And like right away, you see him put his hand on his chest. He made the wrong call. It's the sort of split second decision. Happens all the time. Humans are humans. Totally fine. Totally fine. And he just goes, my fault. And when that happens, they usually do the face off at center ice. I think they did. They did. Yeah. Face off was at center ice. Everything was fine. People make mistakes. Yeah, that's understandable. Just and and right away, I was like, you know what? Respect for acknowledging the mistake, except I'm like, that's the same guy. Yeah. (laughs) And I would really I just it'd be I'd be willing to drop it as a fan uh, if they literally just acknowledged it. I'm not trying to get this guy suspended. Fine. If he does it again, then it's a problem. Mm. But like there should be some sort of thing. Where it's like on his record, like, right, this can't happen again. Well, I'm willing to let him off with a written warning. And I'm sure that there is. It's just we'll never know about it. Yeah. Which is, ugh. Well, I don't understand that. Yeah. Which is annoying. I just don't understand that. Like, it's something, the, the NHL does this very often where they don't acknowledge the most talked about topics. Everyone in the city, despite the amazing win, the Leafs outshot the Lightning fucking 40 to 19. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yes, it's a crazy... It's almost more unbelievable than the win itself. Okay. And we're talking about this linesman shoving a player <laughs> because it's so incredibly rare. Like, people were talking about, oh, the 90s. I don't remember that shit. I don't remember any of that. Like, refs had to learn... Like, also, if our bar is the 80s or 90s... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you know what? But it wasn't like this in the past. (laughs) Yeah, that was 
four years ago, guys. Yeah, man. So, like, I was born in the late 80s, and I'm 34. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I don't know, man. It's, it, maybe we don't have the 80s as the benchmark anymore. Maybe we don't have the 90s as the benchmark. We sure as hell don't want the dead puck era as a benchmark. No. That was three lockouts ago. I don't, like, I, I don't understand that. But anyway, I want to I wanna move on to this quickly. If it happened we, in the 90s, you would have got decked. <laughs> so, sportsinteraction.com slash STPN. The the bets no today way. we we have the two right we got the two no way we got the former friends bet and we okay. got the Ontario born bet because the Leafs are taking on Philadelphia. Mm. I thought you were about to say will an official shove a Leaf the next no, game? No, no. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? You know we could ask. We could we could have that made. <laughs> Why would that be a bet? Because it's funny. That is oh that could be God. a bet every game. Um, so this is the former friends bet. So this is a former Maple Leaf. Will he score a goal against the Maple Leafs? Who is the person? Is it JVR? It is. Oh. Now, obviously, if you take no, it's 126. Not totally surprising. He hasn't been great and he's been scratched a bunch. Hmm. But pretty good money at three and a half if he does score. He's a good power play guy. If you're putting your, you, you do, um, Steve was telling me yesterday, Jesse, has he, has he told you this? Yeah, he's told me his his betting his two his two dollar bets toonie bets. I would you listen, drop a toonie on on JVR? I say bet responsibly, and I practice what I preach. Two dollar maximum. Okay, fine. Two dollar maximum. The other day, I saw the Blues were up on the Oilers. Okay, and I put two bucks on the Blues to come back and win. I won thirteen fifty. There you go. Could I have won more if yes. I put down more money? Yeah, but I got to follow my rule. But you've got six two bucks two dollar bets now out of that. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, there's math. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There's math. So James, two dollars. So are you that's taking? James I actually, I actually really like that strategy. <laughs> two dollars. It's the that's best way it. to do now it. Now that yeah. doesn't mean you go out and you make a hundred two dollar bets. That guy defeats the purpose. You should maybe make a. You should you should put a limit on the amount of two dollar bets. I haven't come up with a number for that yet. But it but, hasn't been an issue, so you don't worry about that. That's funny. It's just so so two dollars. That's Steve. Two dollars. Do you put it on JVR scoring tomorrow? Against the Leafs? Mm, yes, and I'll tell you why. Tell me why. The takes. The takes. Why the, what, the, what about the takes? Because we're approaching the conversation. Who do the Leafs go out and get for that 2LW spot? And his name has been brought up. No, it hasn't. It has been not brought up. A, not a reputable name has brought that name up. It had the nerds. The nerds. Are the nerds saying it? The nerds are saying it. Okay, well, no, the nerds, I'd, I'd be more inclined to trust the nerds. By the way, when I say the nerds, I'm talking about like three or four people on Twitter. But like. <laughs> but but JVR's not, he, he was never the best skater in the, in the five on fives an issue and. His body. Yeah, there's a lot of health. problems with it. But have you considered the takes? And it's really fun. And okay. don't you want to see that green mouth guard dangle one more time? Yeah, yeah. I don't do. you want to see it dangle I, I one more time? I loved him as a Leaf. I loved him. He, he was, scored 40 goals. Yeah, he was great. He, he scored was, 40 goals. He's unbelievable But he's player. played 13 games. Actually, you know what? 12 points in 13 games this year. Dude, yeah, he's, a, but, he's not a bad hockey player. I don't know. He's one-dimensional in his old age. All right. Yeah, the Flyers but, are also awful, and anybody's got to score points. Old age, I'm pretty sure, is a year younger. Also, yeah, he's shooting an 18, 18 and a half percent. <laughs> Yeah, that's because JVR doesn't shoot. Yeah, but his career average it. is 12. So That's yeah. still really Listen, shut up. <laughs> his highest he's, career goal total by the way is 33. He's going somewhere cuz the Flyers are going to unload him 36. before the deadline cuz he's a UFA yep. and they have no reason to keep him, mm -hmm. but I don't think Toronto is the spot, Steve. Yeah, especially when it's three and a half million bucks if even if you retain 50%. Yeah, 50 retained. It's Ugh. a lot. Um uh -huh. Okay, okay. Now let's talk about this. Ontario born players because they always come here and score. <coughs> Shut up. Do you put yes or no on Morgan Frost, who's been in Tortorella's doghouse? That's a yes because he's a former Sioux Greyhound. Oh. I think when he sees Kyle, he's gonna say he's gonna, gonna do the power he's gonna do the Wonder Twin powers activate power of former Sioux, okay. and then he's gonna get the magic powers to score. I'm gonna go no because if he wants to impress Kyle Dubas, he won't score. What he'll do is he'll win three. Puck, puck battles, battles. <laughs> and maintain possession. I'm telling you, he's on my radar see, for guys the Leafs might go out and get. Dubas just <laughs> yeah, listen, if Dubas is going to go out, he's going out guns blazing and he needs to he needs to Pokemon catch them all and he's missing Morgan Frox, Frost from his Sue Greyhound's Pokedex. Okay, Travis Konechny. <laughs> yes or no? GTHA born guy. 
He uh, he eats the leaves up. He eats and the leaves he's up. Pissed off from the last time. Okay, Owen Tippett. No, no. Okay, and Scott Lawton. No, no. So you put two dollars on Konyakny and Van Riemsdyk each. Yes, that's what you do. Okay. You can also bet the nose, which yeah, I like about the nose. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're like, no, you can bet that. You can and bet no on every single player I, I just sent you. Like you can you, you can bet on those and for the Leafs to win if you feel that guilty about it. <laughs> do you feel do people feel guilty? Steve doesn't no. like betting against us. I don't like betting against the Leafs. Yeah. Okay. I don't like it. So yeah, you're not you're never betting with what you think is gonna happen. Right. You're just like, I I want the Leafs to win. There I get are, that. There are a few I things that. I bet on that I want to happen. But, you know, it's two bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keefe to win the Jack Adams. Yeah. I uh, put $2. On you know, they, Sports Interaction, they're, they're great people because they decided to use my name that I suggested for my bet. What's your bet? The We Love Willie bet. Shut <laughs> 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 There's a bet there and it's called We Love Willie and it's Will William Nylander lead the team in goals? And I got all my money on that. Did you lose your mind when he got the empty netter last night? Yeah, it was Every the best thing ever because Matthews scored. And I was like, Willie needs to get one to keep up. Hilarious. He needs to stay ahead of him, and he got the empty netter, so Willie's going to do it. When Matthews scores, you're like, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> ah, Willie's got to get one. Uh, and he did. On 32 Thoughts this week, Senators called everybody about a defenseman, according to Elliot Friedman. That includes the Blackhawks and Seth Jones. But according to Friedman, those discussions didn't go anywhere. Not going to happen. Now, okay. my question to the room is, are the Blackhawks out of their minds? Yes. If Seth Jones, there if somebody is. comes in and offers Seth, wants to take the Seth Jones contract out of my, doesn't matter that Seth Jones is a good defenseman. He's an overpaid one. But if somebody wants to come in and take Seth Jones, drive him to the airport. I think you're taking a, uh, <laughs> a specific message from a vague statement. Okay. And I don't, like the Sens might have called about Seth Jones. And the Blackhawks might have been like, interesting. Uh, what are you thinking? And the Sens go, well, you retain half and we also get a first. And mm, Blackhawks yeah. go, well, no, fuck off. We're, we're not going to do that. I get the feeling, though, that the Senators didn't do that. Yeah? <laughs> Based I get, on? I get the feeling. Well, because <laughs> yes. they, everybody knows they need a defenseman. So they probably, they probably could try that. And then John, like Davidson could probably be like, listen, I know I'm new at this. But uh, Pierre, I'm not going to take that. So Steve's, try again. Steve's theory makes a lot of sense because I don't think anybody's calling to take on that contract unless mm. they're getting something else. All right. Mm. We're going to give you a first, uh, a prospect, Alex Foreman. Hello? Hello? Oh, they hung up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's in Switzerland, you see. He can't play. I do get that. I got what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. 